if you have an android phone and you're using whatsapp please don't accept any html files that are sent to you as attachments uh several vulnerabilities have been found on whatsapp and they are scary man in the middle man in the desk essentially uh, exposing and reading the entire content of your sd card so if you have images attackers can easily with a single opening of that html file they can read all that stuff so let's jump into this article and discuss and uh it looks like this attack it does not affect WhatsApp on iPhone, but that remain, remain to be seen. How about we jump into it? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on on the show. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hossein Nasser. And today we have a beautiful, beautifully written article by Census, the IT Security Works. This is an extremely detailed article that goes into the, the weeds of how this attack happens and how you can implement it. There's so many references on, on the end. So I'm going to essentially summarize part of the attack then goes into the interesting portions of this article and read it read it below for you guys and uh, essentially i'm going to reference this article for you guys if, uh, if you're interested to read and learn more about it but the exploitation happened here specifically on whatsapp and specifically on whatsapp on android as far as we know iphones are not uh, affected because they don't have these particular vulnerabilities uh, that we're gonna about to discuss. Again, this is it's, it's worth mentioning. This is only affecting Android, I believe, version nine and older. Android ten and above doesn't have this problem because all these bugs have been fixed on both WhatsApp and. Uh, the Android version has uh, has essentially the new Android version started forcing certain things that we're going to talk about to to kind of prevent this vulnerability altogether. All right, so what's the attack? Remote exploitation of man in the desk vulnerability in WhatsApp. So we know what man in the middle. Uh, the idea of having an attacker intercept network activities and then terminate. TLS serve you their own certificates or somehow 
uh, authenticating themselves, tricking you to authenticate themselves, and uh, and uh, tricking you to have a complete deciphered text between you as a client and the server. Very bad. Man in the disk, as far as we know, this is something I just learned actually today while reading this article. Man in the disk is, is essentially an attacker sitting between you, uh, the client, they're using your phone, and the disk, which is the external storage, and Android. And the AR essentially can read and write between anything that goes into your storage and out of your storage. So they can read stuff between your SD card and uh, the, uh, the the application itself that is running. Right? In this particular case, it's WhatsApp. So the, now that we know this part, what exactly is going on? So here's a summary, quick summary of this. The attacker will send you an HTML file the, to the victim through WhatsApp. The victim will open the HTML file, and obviously, since the HTML file will be opened, it will need a browser to open it with. And the browser will be Chrome or any other browser in the device. Uh, that is Android in this case. When Chrome opens that HTML file, the HTML file essentially tries to read through the SD card and is doing that through a URL, through the scheme that is called content, essentially. That's called content slash SD card slash whatsapp1.jpg, read a JPEG pick. It will take that content and send an AJAX request, basically using a fetch or XML HTTP request to the attacker server. So just like that, they am able to read that. And uh, other other variation of this attack is they're also reading the TLS session keys, the pre-computed keys for session resumption. Now they're reading that. They can even read that and can do a man in the middle. So using the man in the disk, which is what we just described, reading through the disk information, they can essentially perform a man in the middle by reading the uh, session keys and do a man in the middle attack. So they as given that these keys are stored in this. So we're going to go through all of that now in a minute because there's a lot of questions now popping in your head. It's like, how? How can we just randomly read through disk? That's not possible. Well, that's a bug. Essentially, in, I believe in Chrome, maybe, right? Through the content security policy, right? If you're opening an HTML file through, through like file slash slash or content slash slash, you can't really read something else, right? We prevent you from CSP, right? Uh, or single origin policies. You cannot read something else. This is very secure, but there is a vulnerability that this was bypassed and an attacker opening an HTML file on the victim machine can read something outside their origin, in this case, the whatever uh, space, uh, Chrome allocated for it for WhatsApp. All right, so let's read through this part: the Android Media Store Content Provider. When a user clicks on a pictured message, WhatsApp needs to call an external application to view the file. In this case, uh, is Chrome. In the case of HTML, uh, the image viewer in the case of image, and so on. However, the external application might not have access to WhatsApp internal storage. Indeed, one cannot make any assumption on the whereabout of this picture file on the file system or its permission. So in the pictures case, there must be a way for the photo viewer to locate, read, 
and display media files belonging to WhatsApp. Enter the concept of content providers that I just explained, right? The content scheme, essentially. An IPC mechanism by which one application, example WhatsApp, can share resources with another application, Google Photos or Chrome, in our case, that explain content providers are an interesting technology and powerful tool in the hands of android developers there are plenty of content providers on an android system some expected by third-party applications other exported by android framework itself for example a modern android device comes with a content providers that exposes sms mms telephony logs browsers bookmark download files and so on of course, content providers also come with means of controlling access to their resources. Like, of course, you can't just access every single app and every single content. So there is a, some, some sort of uh, permissions here. However, they are not uh, free of vulnerabilities. And that's where it happens here. Uh, for people listening on the podcast, we're looking at how you can query external files on SD disk by providing content colon slash slash media slash external slash file. And you can provide dash dash projection to actually display that file locally in, in the in the in the app that you actually opened it with. So content slash slash colon slash slash. This is something we don't usually use. It's apparently it's a scheme specific just for android and chrome supports it and there's where it can go nasty so now we know content we go jump into and here they shows the actual every details about how you can implement this yourself and stuff like that right so now if you have if you can read content through any place in sd card right that is absolutely dangerous and that's what what the problem here r- remains, right? Because you can read through SSL sessions, you can read through anything that WhatsApp gives you access to, essentially, right? That's that's what's happening here. Okay, so if you have uh, stored WhatsApp images, uh, WhatsApp other stuff as well, so uh, the content scheme give you access to these SSL, TLS sessions, session tickets, uh, pre-shared keys. Pretty much all of that stuff. Now, I'm not sure if this app will give you full access to pretty much everything that is in the SD card itself. That remains to be seen. Of course, this, I think there is some sort of a, a limitation here. But still, access to WhatsApp is pretty much... Uh, there's a lot of stuff in WhatsApp, right? So like Images, voice notes, ugh. Imagine having access to that. Just that. That's a lot, right? So here's another thing that allows this to actually happen. Chrome CVE 2020-6516, same origin policy bypass. I talked about this in another video right here if you were interested to learn more about it. Chrome has this bug that bypasses same origin. That means if you are in HTTPS, example.com, and you want to go to... Uh, you want to load a JavaScript file from attacker.com, you can do that by default. You the, you have to be allowed by the source, by the origin, to access other sites, right? That's the content security policy. By default, there is the same origin. You are only allowed to access the same origin. If you load example.com, 
you can only load example.com slash css index.html or style.css from the same domain. This can be bypassed by certain course policy and stuff like that. We talked about that many times in the channel. If you want to learn more, I'm going to reference the videos right here. So that, there's a bug that allows someone to read the content from the external file and turn around and send a post request with the content that they just read in the HTML file to the attacker website. So if I have an attacker website hosted stuff and I can upload stuff to it, I can send you the HTML file, which has JavaScript to read the content slash media slash external slash file slash hello.jpg and in your WhatsApp and then read that and then turn around and send it around to my as an attacker website. And I can do this and all with a single HTML file. Very scary. Here's they're showing how to read a, a file in the media store, essentially, right? And that's the problem here. Chrome does not prevent you from reading other paths. And this is where you can, pretty much you can read anything, even outside WhatsApp, given permission to you. Nixy. So one might ask, but how is WhatsApp related to this Chrome vulnerability? If an attacker sends a malicious HTML file to a victim user over WhatsApp, then when this file is viewed, it will actually be rendered using Chrome. Chrome will use a content provider internal to WhatsApp to access the malicious JavaScript content. However, due to CVE 2020-6516 Chrome bug, the malicious uh, Chrome's bug, the malicious code will be able to access any any other resources from any other content provider on the system. The astute reader might remember that we have found that WhatsApp placed SSL session cache and the, the WhatsApp TLS sessions directories under unprotected external storage. These directories contain TLS session cryptographer material. Yikesy. The material could have been collected in a way we just explained by our remote, remote attackers through a phishing attack. So now they're going through the... Now we, we saw how we can read JPEG and voice notes from WhatsApp and send it to an attacker easily, right? Here they show that, okay, now we're going to go even more serious than that. I'm going to, I want to read your text. How can I read your text? Session resumption and pre-shared keys in TLS 1.3. In order to do that, we need to understand WhatsApp is a, is an end-to-end -end encrypted. So that means there is a TLS session between you, the client, and the server, and there is another end-to-end session, uh, uh, TLS session between you and the user that you want to communicate with so your messages is actually encrypted end to end so how would someone use this kind of attack the html file sending attack the disk a man in the disk man in the disk disk in the man i forgot what it's called and read tls session keys in order to decrypt the traffic well let's think about this a little bit TS 1.3 doesn't really store anything because it's everything in the memory. We we establish the handshake between client and server to establish the key exchange, give you back a key, and that's it. Now you have a key between the server and them. And every time you, you send stuff, information, you use the pre-master key that you computed, and you calculate, obviously, a symmetric key, and then you accomplish everything with this symmetric key. And they don't store the symmetric key on disk. They don't because it's ephemeral. We, don't, we never store this stuff. However, there is something called session resumption. 
this exists both in TS 1.3 and 1.2. I'm going to skip through this to simplify this video, right? Essentially, the idea here is to do zero RTT uh, round trip in 1.3 and essentially cut one round trip in 1.2. It's like, okay, hey, we did talk about with each other, right? You know me. I'm still same OG, but I've been low key, right? So, and then the client will say, okay, we did communicate before. So here's a pre-shared key from previous session that we talked about. Let's just, here's, here's, here's some data. Let's just resume that session. In order to do that, you need to persist that key somewhere in disk. On disk. Is it on or in disk? I don't know English. All right. So you store it on disk and then you will have these and you will use this PSK, the pre-shared keys to whenever you want to resume, you can just set that. You save large CPU power, right? And if you're using RSA with your certificate, you don't need to authenticate certificate anymore, which is kind of a double-edged sword because, yeah, certificate authentication is expensive, but it's required to know who am I talking to. But when you use PSK, which is the session resumption, you don't need to authenticate because, hey, I know you. Let's Let's just reconnect again. And that's the problem here. And... Here's what you can use. You can read those session keys, which is stored in plain text, really. <laughs> WhatsApp just stores them right word. And then you can just read them and use them as a man in the middle attack. Scary stuff. Obviously, they go through details here showing you how to do it in 1.3, how to do it in 1.2. This is a well-written article. Very, very, very well-written articles. Kudos to everybody. They show you how the the code works, every single thing. Very scary stuff. So yeah, they can read your images, your voice notes, you anything that you sent and saved on your SD card, right? The external SD card. And uh, they can even read the keys required for this noise key protocol, which is used for internal encryption. That means they can see your messages if they deploy the successful man in the middle attack, which we know it's not really easy. They have to be in the way of the communication. So either they have to be your router or a shady router, uh, a shady uh, ARP poisoned machine in a Starbucks uh, cafe, right? So that traffic flows through them to, to essentially perform a successful man-in-the-middle attack, or their, maybe your ISP, obviously. Anything that is in the root, right? If that is not in the root, they cannot do this stuff. All right, let's read through this. Let's watch this video. All right, so on, let's pause this. So on the left, this is the attacker uh, WhatsApp control panel, and it's being controlled with a Python script that sends this stuff, right? So let's go ahead and watch it. What, what does it do? So obviously, hey dude, it says, hey dude, check this interesting article. <laughs> Shady as F. So all right, we're going through this here, sending this message. All right, so going through the script here, uh, you can see that this is what he did. And now the script is sending an HTML, compiling HTML file, sending the HTML file. The victim received the HTML file, obviously. The victim will open the HTML file in a minute, any second now uses chrome to open the file and that's when the script that is the inline script in the html file executes reads all that stuff and <laughs> tries just to read every single file that it can read through that content 
obviously it says com.whatsapp the provider the media reads everything and uh, obviously it just go ahead and uploads it to the server to the machine says and say hey we're receiving the attacker is actually listening on a server because it's python listening on a server and uh, accepting these uh a post request for this uh, <laughs> uploaded attachment and here i go i received the sessions received the files and uh, play he lists all that stuff and here you go all the bin folders essentially these are probably compressed files of everything yeah scary stuff guys so in general android uh i believe 11 if i'm not mistaken they came up with this idea of scope storage so that you don't really have access to everything every application will have a narrow access to only what is supposed to access right that's what i understood i don't use android but uh any anyone who user of android give us more information about that that would be awesome essentially that scopes it so yeah even if you want to read it you're going to only read the stuff you're supposed to read content security policy and then content same origin is blocked now you cannot just go ahead and read stuff that you're not supposed to read and uh, obviously other vulnerabilities any other uh, patches that whatsapp can do it is actually doing all right guys update your whatsapp I guess uh, update to Android to the latest version as far as as fast as possible. I know you not every person can do that, but these are really, really dangerous stuff. Simplest thing is just don't open HTML files. You can open links, right? Even links really is just dangerous, but not as dangerous as actually opening HTML file which runs on your disk, which are giving different uh, permissions compared to. Uh, URLs that oh you're going to example.com you can only do so much yeah you can do harm with a URL but not as much as running a file locally with a contest of desk where it can read stuff right outside eh, go example.com you cannot just go and read content right you you will be blocked with the content security policy for sure right but that's the bug here right all right guys uh that's it for me today i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye